Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Red Wings podcast. I'm your host, Brian Fisher. With me today, as always, is Scotty Bentley, also host here on Locked on Red Wings and host at Locked on Tigers. Um, Thanks for making the Locked on Red Wings your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Did that without the read in front of me, Scotty, just now. Memorized That was a beauty, man. Did that. Just amazing. You know what's not amazing, though? Those Detroit Lions. I know we're Locked on Red Wings, but we were recording this on Sunday evening, and holy crap expletive i wish i could swear but we're trying to make this you know accessible to all age groups but that was horrible they didn't even lose but i think that's what made it worse (laughs) it was the fourth quarter and overtime though those two quarters were truly i think the most ridiculous is like the only adjective I can even like think of, just like preposterous thing in, in sporting event I have watched maybe ever. Yeah, and like so, I have to sit through and suffer through all these games because my primary role at the radio station is to produce the radio, uh, the the games for the station, and I, I I've sat through some really hard losses that like hit you hard. I think this, um, and maybe recency bias is coming into it, but I think this may have been worse than those heartbreaking losses just because it was so inept on both sides of the ball. I mean, you had a missed extra point that would have given them the win. You had you recovered two fumbles in overtime, and, I mean, you had an interception called back. Like, everything, honestly, call-wise, was kind of going the Lions' way, Lions way and they were still finding ways did not win the game and obviously I don't, who what was the name of the backup kicker today I couldn't even remember his name but he missed that game winning field goal from like 37 yards out and he was he was, didn't even miss it short but he missed it wide too it was brutal just and got, just golfed it didn't throw the bar more, ball more than 10 yards took to, took him to overtime to get over 100 yards <laughs> it <laughs> It was the most ridiculous thing. Because, like, like both sides, like, the, the Steelers had Rudolph in, mm-hmm. and Rudolph was was doing his, you know, threw the ball 42 times and had, like, 150 yards, too. And, and, and like, the deep, it was just, like, an overtime. Then you had, like, the, or maybe it was the end of the fourth. Either way, it was the, like, fumble, pick, Pick called back, like pick again, like <laughs> failed snap, like any anything. One of the worst kicks I've ever seen, like just anything and, and anything that if any of those were singular events, you'd be like, damn, like that was that that's crazy. That's like a, an all time flub in this situation. And they all happen in, in a two quarter period. Yeah, that was uh, I, I got no words, man. They got no not wins. going 0 17, baby. Can be the first team in history to go 0 16 and 1, though. You could, you could. 
You could. And Browns next week. Yeah. Ugh. Well, if you want to hear more on the Lions, uh, listen to Matt Derry at Lockdown Lions. He'll have a whole up. I think his episode's already up by now. He did a post game pod almost immediately. So go listen well, to that. He definitely will by the time you're there listening to this. Yeah. So uh, just head to. He does a fantastic to, job, by the way. Derry. He the really man. does. He just sounds so yeah. good. It sounds so natural. I'm over yeah. here, him and in hall, and like I sound, I sound like a fan on the microphone. Matt Derry sounds like a, a radio guy. He sounds good. Yeah, um, he's a pro. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyways, we're going to sound like uh, two guys, two bros talking hockey here as we recap the Montreal Canadiens victory. And Scotty Bentley saved his Oracle nickname. He called it, and he I didn't was save right. It. it was a guarantee. That's it was who a guarantee. I am, what I do. I don't. Uh, there was no saving. It was always a guarantee, baby. Third you, eye open. You guaranteed it, and they won. They came back down uh, from a deficit again. I think this time it was only one nothing, and they ended up taking a two one lead. Overtime was forced. Dylan Larkin is three hundredth career point. Just like the complete opposite in terms of entertainment value from that Washington game, Scotty. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was an electric game, start to finish. I mean, it really was. Both teams brought it. Uh, like high energy, really, really fun game. And, and, and like you said, the Caps game was so just bleh. And it was just two and a half periods of nothing, basically. And, and this game was polar opposite. Uh, but like I said, and to, to, the, to Montreal's credit too, just, um, just a, a lot of high energy, a lot of physicality, um, an, an absolutely electric game. Just even if, if you were a third party watching the game, a great game of hockey to watch. Well, we talked a lot about how um, in the Washington game, it was just there was no offense on really either side. Washington had scored those two quick goals, and it ended there. This was the complete opposite. Like, we know Montreal is a bad team. We know that. But they always play the Red Wings hard, especially this season. And so the Wings really needed to end this season series at home and get a win. And it was a high offensive game comparatively. You know, the Red Wings put on 30 three shots while Montreal outshot them with 37 shots and both goaltenders played. Well, I don't Montague, uh, did not really play all that well. And if I'm being honest that th- those two short side goals were pretty brutal uh, to watch, but Jake Allen for the eight saves that he made before he got injured. I mean, it was just a really good game from both teams and the Red Wings showed up and they played hard. And it was just the nice change from the Washington game but it just goes to further cement that this team is going to be a very hot and cold team this season in their performances. Yeah, big time. And and we're going to have, we're going to have games like, uh, I mean, it's a long season, man. We're going to have games like that's super cliche, but, but yeah. there's going to be games like, like, uh, like the caps game. And then that's just like going to happen. And, and as we, after we, you know, we talked about it after the caps game, this is still a, a team that is taking a step from three years of horribleness to relevancy and not even contention necessarily, just just not getting steamrolled every night. So so even, the, you know, you, you can take an off night. Off nights are going to happen at this stage in the development. And, and the important thing, again, as we talked about after the uh, the Caps game, the important thing at this point is to really drive home consistency and, and that just being the next stage of development and, and trying to limit those off nights as much as possible. And even if you're not winning games, getting a point when you shouldn't get a point or, or making a game close at a bare minimum, that raising the floor 
at this point in development to me is way more important than than whatever the the ceiling is going to be for the season for this team i I think not because the floor has been so damn low for the last three years and and i think the a team performance of of raising that is is much more important to me at at this stage in the development and and getting back on the horse getting a hard-fought overtime victory against a team that's owned you this season is definitely that. Scotty, you just said it so perfectly. Honest to God, that was just spot on to how this team, how you have to look at the season. They're still currently third in the division. I don't expect them to stay there, but it's about raising the floor. It's about building the consistency. Everything you said was just so spot on. And this team so far, while there have been bad games, we talked about in Washington, like they tend to get blanked sometimes. And it's been happened like I think three times already, and they got blown out a few times. But the games that they've gotten blown out are becoming fewer and far in between, and the games that they play competitive and force overtime and win games are becoming greater. I mean, even though they're, if you look at a point percentage, you might not be third when you sort it that way. The fact of the matter is, is that they're playing above 500 hockey right now, and you're 16 games in the season. Once you hit that 20 game mark, you're what, a quarter of the way through the season? 25% is not a small sample size at that point. And you have been consistently an above 500 team. And a game against the Canadians on Saturday was a prime example of why they're that. I mean, it, they, that was a game, and we talked about it. When it, you, you, Obviously, your top line shows up, but the rest of their lineup showed up as well. They all played really well. Their defense played pretty good. The Delkovich showed out again, and he is just... He has Dog. been so Since worth night, it. Post for opening night, he has been unbelievable. I think I saw a stat that he has a 930 save percentage since night one. Like, just, what would we give up, a third? I yes, mean, come on, Something man. incredibly small, punitive. Dune in his mid-20s, and we got him having a 930 save percentage since the first, since opening night. Well, you know what, too? Do it's uh, yeah, great about... Hockey reference is you can sample as everything since opening night. He has a 9:30 save percentage. Unreal. It, it, he's Beauty. he's been absolutely phenomenal. Far more, far more worth what we traded him for. Oh, significantly. And like we knew that at the time, right? Like if he if he had a if he had a 9:15, if he had a 9:05, we'd be like, all right, like we still got the better end of the deal. We give up a third round pick for this kid, but. I mean, he's been he's been balling. So, you know, all the attention has been on Moritz Sider and Lucas Raymond. When do we and you know at the start of the season it was just like oh both of them are going to compete for the Calder. Now we're kind of serious like oh my god they're actually both going to compete for the Calder. We got to we got to add Nedeljkovic into that mix. Like since yeah he's still eligible. He's still eligible for the Calder even though he was a finalist last season because he didn't play enough games to technically qualify as not a rookie anymore. He he could be a legitimate like chasing that Calder trophy again this season with how well he's played since opening night. I mean, there's still a lot of season left. Cliche, like you said earlier in the segment. But with how good these three guys are playing, like it's so encouraging to see because as that floor gets raised, you know these guys are going to continue to get better as well. And if this is how good they are in year one, imagine how good they're going to be in year two, year three, year four. They hit their prime and they're just... This team, I mean, the future is so bright. And, I mean, Bertu- or not Bertuzzi, Sider and Raymond both had an assist again in that game. Raymond assisted on the game-winning goal, a 2-1-1 with Larkin, and Larkin buried the rebound. I mean, it was just, it was the yeah, photo. 
So oh, good. Oh, oh, that phone is so good. <laughs> phone wallpaper, just material. Yeah, 100%. Raymond, Raymond just giving a big old bear hug to the so captain. Good. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. No, man. It was it – was, uh, the veterans are what keep this team that, – that consistency that I keep driving home. The veterans in the top line is what – is what keeps our our head above water, but the kids are what are what raises that ceiling, man. They have played so well. Yeah, and we'll, I mean we're gonna continue to break this down, uh, but first I got to talk to you guys about Directv Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I do want to tell you guys about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. You listening, Scotty? This is for you. Get your TV hey. together, man. I know. You got to do it. I know. I need to. You got to get DirecTV Stream, man. And it brings you your live TV, your on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies, which are probably sports movies knowing you, and shows in all, the one, right. in all one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. Throw that iPad out. You don't even need it. And the best part? No annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. It wasn't just a great training camp for Larkin. Who brings it in? Scores! Oh, his first NHL goal is a beauty! Wow, look at, look at, look at him getting the puck. Cronwell getting the puck. All right, Brian Fisher and Scott Bentley with you here breaking down this Montreal Canadiens win from this weekend. Red Wings get right back on it after a loss to the 2-0 shutout loss to the Washington Capitals that broke their three-game winning streak. Get a win against the Canadiens, who have been their kryptonite so far this season at Little Caesars Arena to end their homestand. Just all around a fantastic game. We've been talking about that. Uh, one thing I do we should probably touch on is just how electric Larkin was in that game. He was actually one of the sole players who was good against Washington, and he was amazing against an, uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, that has been one of the reoccurring themes, obviously, all season, and just the, the level of performance when, you know, when he had to, to miss his games, um, what was that, last week? Um, just the, the level of play that that the entire team goes up when he is on the ice is fantastic and he was even the the only player really that that I thought looked good in the uh in the Caps game too and just carried that on over and and the rest of the team followed suit this game and that was the difference well he he seems to be kind of making he tends to take the shot from that position a lot and you know Montembeau if i'm pronouncing that pr- correctly it's a, it's a very french name um you know, it surprised him in two different occasions. He actually, Larkin scored his first career goal in a very similar situation. I know the first goal he got the pass from Hronik, um, but his first NHL goal he was broken, breaking down the wing, but it was, again, at the goal line, sharp angle shot over the shoulder. Did that again, and his first goal against the Canadiens, and then in overtime, um, he gets the rebound off Raymond's shot, and he banks it off of the goalie's pad from the goal line to score. I mean, he seems to be making that kind of like, you know how Ovechkin's got that left circle? Is the Goal line going to be Larkin's office. Hey man, that was that was a beauty. That was that that goal was was unreal. I I mean that was the the slow mo 
the slow-mo of it of it going and then hitting the top right top shelf where mama keeps the peanut butter right there just <laughs> oh my goodness man what a what a so like you know those oddly like satisfying videos that everyone loves, right? It was like, oh, this is so satisfying. Like watching that in slow mo is my version of of just satisfying videos. Like just what an absolute beauty, and the angle was unreal. Like you said, just just fantastic. Oh, it was awesome. And then like, so Montevideo had to come in because Jeff Petrie had shoved the Larkin into his own goaltender into Jake Allen. In what, the second period, first period? It was only eight shots, so it had to have been the first period, if I recall correctly. I mean, one, huge scare, because Larkin was on the ice for a second. He With, with the neck issues, anytime you see him on the ice, man, that's just instantaneous, like, I hope he's okay. But also, what the hell was Jeff Petrie thinking? Why do, why, and it's not just Petrie. Defensemen in the NHL, I see them do this all the time. Why do they shove their players, or shove the opposing players into their own goalie? Like, you're asking your goalie to get hurt, and Jake Allen's going to be day-to-day here. Yeah, you're asking not like it, it also you're asking your player to get hurt, you're asking for like unneeded uh like confrontation if if other players are around, like it's just all around not something that that seems I mean, you know, uh, you, sometimes it's an accident or whatever, but it's it's just weird that <laughs> that that's happened like we've seen that happen a few times already this season. It, it's a Weird reoccurring thing that uh, I, c- I can't imagine too many head coaches are, like, super pleased with. No, I mean, you can't imagine that the, the awkward bus ride, or if they take jets in the NHL, they offered awkward jet ride back to uh, Canada, to Montreal, or I guess I think they went to Boston after that. Um, yeah. Regardless, the awkward ride it would have been for Jeff Petrie after learning that he's the reason that his goaltender that's been the saving grace of that team so far is out day-to-day because he shoved it like... I just, I, I, this is like not really about the Red Wings. It's more about a, a trend in general in the NHL. Like, I just don't understand why defensemen feel like it's a good idea to cross check players into their own goaltenders. It just never turns out well. Yeah. And the cross checking uh, thing is obviously the NHL is trying or at least claiming to take a bigger stance on <laughs> right, and, and, and stop in general. So, so doing that to, into your own teammate seems even more counterintuitive than it already is because they are trying to uh, t- take a bigger stance on it unless it's against the Red Wings, obviously. So uh, it's it's already uh, it's already something they're trying to cut down, and then on top of that, you're you're doing it into your own player. Doesn't, doesn't and like the goalie's also someone that like you protect at all costs, and like if anyone even skates too close to your goalie, you start a fight, but like you can push somebody into I don't know. Whole thing's weird. I'd also want to point out too that uh, since we talked smack about Pew Suter, he's really turned it on. He's had, he he's, has, he's, yeah, he really has. Seven, and again, months. again, like, I mean, even when we were being super critical of him, uh, what was that early last week? Maybe even when the Larkin end of two was weeks out. Ago? Yeah, like even even when we were critical, we we said like when he is in his role, he has been productive. It's just. He, he, you know, when he's playing above his role, he is not. And now that we've had a, a, a full and healthy top line, he's flourishing. And that's obviously awesome. Yeah, he's got five points in his last five games. He had a goal and assist in Buffalo, goal and assist in Vegas, went dry for two games and then had another goal in, against Montreal. I mean, he's he's definitely turned it on back in his, his more comfortable positioning um, in the second line for sure. But he is 
been exactly what we signed him to be, which is a top six center. And when you and Nolan were talking about it after they had signed him uh, in the summer, you guys had talked about he'll probably slot in the second line, and he looks comfortable there. And especially now that Mitchell Stevens is going to be out because he left the game injured, you know, that leaves another hole to be filled. So you're going to probably see Pusuter get even more minutes just as they try and obviously Stevens plays on a lower line, but you know, whoever's going to take over for Stevens isn't going to get as many minutes as Stevens did. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, if, if he continues to like, you know, Stevens isn't a guy that's going to go out there and give you a ton of special teams minutes or anything. So Suter in theory won't have to, to step up. He will, he will be filling in, you know, uh, roles lower than him. So that honestly might even give him more of a chance to, to continue the, to ride the hot stick. Yeah, it's been, it was, a, it was just a, again, to sum it up, it was a really solid game all the way around. And uh, do you have any, was. do you have anything you want to add about this game that I'm missing? No, just, I mean, I mean, it's, it's just one of those games that you, you point to and, and you, when you compare it, to the last two seasons, three seasons, this is not a game that we win. It's not. And that is the difference in where we are at in the development now than, than we have been the last two or three years. This is not a game that the 1920 or even last year's team, oh, no. uh, you know, getting, getting wiped like that by Washington and then going into a team that, again, has, has dominated. dominated us this season – this is not a game that that the Red Wings win, and instead it's a hard-fought, gritty overtime victory, and that's that's the that's what's encouraging. You you can literally point to a game and say this is proof that we are headed in the right direction, and we'll see if they can continue to head in the right direction as they take on Columbus um, tonight. By the time you're listening to this in Columbus, the first game of a road trip, um, first game of a back-to-back as they then travel to Dallas. Uh, the, on Tuesday. Um, but before we talk to talk to you about that, preview the Columbus Blue Jackets game, um, I got to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. They are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more odds, props, odds, lines than ever before. Also, they only mentioned basketball in this read. Let's throw hockey in there too. A new web interface for the start of the basketball and hockey season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball, football, and hockey action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your welcome bonus of 50% on your first deposit. Just use their promo code LOCKEDON and receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, and UFC right down to your favorite casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for you in the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Uh, BetOnline, where the game starts. To Raymond. Suter, Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi ready to go. He scores! Tyler Bertuzzi has tied the game! All right, Scotty, it's time for us to preview the game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. That is tonight. By the time... All our listeners are hearing this. And Columbus, when I tell you this, you're going to think they're bad, but they're really not. They're sixth in the Metropolitan Division, but they have a record of 7-5. and five. They have an above 500 record. It's just that Metropolitan Division is so stacked with good teams this season. Carolina's in first, Washington's in second, 
Adam Fox and the Rangers are in third. Philadelphia and the Devils are playing well. Those are two. Those two teams are enigmas to me. I don't get it. They seem to play well one season and be awful the next. So Columbus is behind all th- all five of those teams, despite the fact they have a 583 win percentage. Yeah, Columbus is had an interesting year. They've they've uh, they got off to a really really hot start, and then since then have kind of cooled off. They uh, they they started their season really the first three or four games started their season really really well um so trying to to keep keep their heads above water and continue riding that that uh that that hot start they had to the season um which is uh you know i guess good for when we're playing them currently kind of on the on on the downswing i guess you might say a little bit but um they've had some uh, some goalie play that that at times has stepped up in a big way, and and you know they got some youth on that team too in the lower lines as well. They got some kids, so um, yeah. I, I mean, uh, it should. This is this is very much a, again a game that the Wings should look at and say, okay, this is a a great opportunity for us to continue this this good brand of hockey that we just played against Montreal and and, and keep the 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 wave rolling um and and again it seems like a game that a couple you know a year or two ago we don't win and in our current state um, I'm not counting us out baby well and for the record too they did start off with a they started off 2-0 and in the season and it's important to look at the teams they face too because they played Arizona who's the worst team in the league and Seattle who yep. also sucks and they blew Arizona out 8-2 to and won an overtime against Seattle. But then they faced those Detroit Red Wings in Detroit. That's when Lucas Raymond got his first career goal. So we're uh, 1-0 so far against Columbus, but that doesn't mean you can just assume they're going to be 2-0. and And you're playing uh, at Columbus, whatever the name of the arena is. Fake fan here. <laughs> um, but you, like you said, their goaltending has been their their sticking point. The reason, One of the main reasons, that and Patrick Laine being great so far this season. He's got 15 points in 12 games. Five goals, ten assists. It's funny. A guy they always talked about as being a pure goal scorer and a selfish goal scorer. He has more double the amount of assists than he has goals so far this season. But uh Mares Linkus, two two point four two goals against average with a save percentage of nine twenty nine. Like he's been out of his mind. And we kind of knew that. We knew Elvis Merzlinkus was good last season. Like we knew he was gonna be legit. And here he is between him and Line. This he's got they got this team at seven and five, so it's important. If you're a Red Wings fan, continuing to try and find consistency and try and improve your floor to not take is, and no, no one should ever take an opponent lightly. But especially if you're a Red Wings team trying to build, don't take a Columbus Blue Jackets team that's lost what I believe two in a row. Don't take them lightly. Still, yeah, no, definitely not. And again, the the goalie play has been such a big thing for them this year that that I mean that'll be a, obviously a, a very big hurdle i guess to overcome but uh i don't know man i this is this is also a game that that you know i in the last thing i i just talked about how this is a game that we could you know keep the momentum going or whatever but it could be you know somewhat of a trap game too just a, a team that you might overlook a little bit and and you know all it takes is a goalie to play on their head and 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 that's it and um with the lows that we know are possible via you know the, whatever the, the <laughs> we, we know game, that. for example right uh <laughs> it, it's not completely out of the question to lay an egg either um but but coming off of montreal as far as the and especially on, on the road stretch we're about to go on and stuff the the big road stand 
just a really, really, I think, important game to get off on the right foot there. Yeah, absolutely. And even though they're, they've lost two straight, it's important to look at those losses. And they've lost, or they've, in the last five games played, they've only had, um, they've only scored, sorry, let me restart that. In the last five games played, they've scored three or more goals in four of them. And for the Red Wings, that's something that you've struggled to do. That is something, put it, putting the puck in the back of the net with more than twice a game is something you've struggled to do uh, consistently on so far this season. The Columbus Blue Jackets have been doing better at it of late. And even those last two losses were against the Rangers and Washington, who are, you know, top top teams in that division. So they, and they lost four to three and five to three respectively to those two teams. So you absolutely cannot overlook this game because Columbus is putting the puck in the back of the net and they're losing to good teams, and they're beating good teams too. I mean, I know Colorado's off to a bad start to the start of the season, but they won a home-and-home against Colorado. They beat the Devils um, before losing back-to-back games. So they're winning games against good teams, and they're losing games against good teams, and they're beating the bad teams. So they are they, they are definitely one of those teams that has, seems to have found that consistency a little bit more. So if you're the Detroit Red Wings, you should look at this, uh, a Detroit Red Wings fan, rather, you should definitely look at this game as a as a game that this team really needs to show up and play well against because this is a good team. For sure. And, and, and again, this is another team kind of in a similar boat in the sense that they are, they are overperforming expectations. I don't think very many people had Columbus down coming into the season. You know, I they had trade with all the drama last season with their head coach and then trading people away and stuff like, like there's, there's so much. Speaking of John Tortorella, <laughs> Can we address what he said on uh, was it ESPN the other day about Barkov being better than Connor McDavid? Yeah. I, I, that was you know what bringing him up just then. I didn't that didn't trigger that memory. Oh, it but then I the memory saw your me. face. We're doing like the video thing, and I saw you go, and I was like, oh my goodness! <laughs> I think I know exactly what he's about to say. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. And he wonders why he continually fails as a coach. Yeah. <laughs> That's your opinion. It, it's so funny. He's he's a hockey guy. That's like his selling point now. It's like, oh, like, why does he keep getting jobs? He's a hockey guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyways. But, but yeah, I mean, with, with that and, and trading people away and stuff, and I think a lot of people kind of assumed that Columbus was going to head into to a, a rebuild, and now they, they've been way overperforming this season, and, and – especially hanging their head on goalie play. I mean, if you if you have a good goalie and you can hang your head on that, that's that's a, a great thing to build a team around, obviously. Uh, so this this could be a team in, in kind of a similar boat as as far as uh, trend too. No, absolutely. And still early. Still early. Still, they could, you know, they could they could fluster. We can only say absolutely. still early for a few right. more games, though. I feel like we're approaching right, the sure. the threshold of it's the middle of the season uh, coming up here. Um, yeah, it, it, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I fully expected, honestly, the year they traded for Panarin and they gave up all that draft stock. I thought for sure if they didn't win it all, they were going to have to go in a full rebuild in the next few years. And they continued to make trades. Like they got Patrick Laine and they sold off all their assets last year. Like they, they traded their captain away and Mm -hmm. here they are seven and five playing really well, playing well against good teams. Like this is definitely a team you can't overlook. And I do think, I mean, I do think the Detroit Red Wings can take them. I definitely think that because the Detroit Red Wings have proven that they can play up the tough opponents. They've laid a few eggs, 
but like you said, the consistency is getting better and the base is getting there. But I'm just saying that Columbus Blue Jackets definitely got to take them seriously as an opponent, and I think they will. And I think the Red Wings, you know, will continue to build on that consistency into a, a, a win on Monday night. Yeah, big time. Um, I, I can't oracle this one. I don't have a good reading on it, but but I like I like our chances. I really do. I'm feeling a good game. The oracle lives, baby, but he's not risking it, it tonight. Not. All right, Scotty. So you're predicting a win. I'm predicting a win. Not an oracle moment, though, because uh, not we, an oracle. I don't. I don't have a strong enough reading on it. But, but uh, I'm still. I'm still feeling like the boys are buzzing, and, and it'll be a good game. At least. Yeah, yeah. I just. I, I know it's like very fair weather how well this team plays from day in and day out, but like when they're hot, man, they're hot, and they've just. They are. You know, but besides the random egg, I, I, I got. I can't count this. Red, it feels good to say I cannot count this Red Wings team out on any given day at this point. Don't let the Wings win tonight. Don't, don't do it. it. Don't let it's gonna it be, gonna, It's a mistake. Don't let the Wings <laughs> get hot, baby. All right. Um, thanks for making the Red Wings your first listen every day. Now head over to Locked on Bets, uh, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. We'll be back with you with a game recap slash game preview on tomorrow's episode as we recap this one against the Columbus Blue Jackets and then preview the game on Tuesday against the Dallas Stars. Uh, that's a team that just just recently got their first regulation win despite having a, actually a pretty good record, just tons of overtime and shootout wins. That's yes. wild. That's going to be a fun game to preview. Yeah, I'm, I'm still very tired of playing them after last season. <laughs> I don't think that's worn off, but so like, Luke, yeah. The Luke Lindening revenge game. Yes, yes, Glendon, baby, he, my king. He punched a puck into the back of the net the other day, his own net. My king, man. Oh, I love that, man. All right. Uh, same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. You're locked on Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.